If we write books with a deep sense of responsibility, believing that the book is written for our future selves to read in the next life, then perhaps there would be fewer falsehoods in the world. And if the knowledge created within human civilization was such that its creator could honestly answer why it was conceived, then the culture shaped by this knowledge would not lead humanity astray. This quote might be a bit lengthy, but it came about while I was reflecting. I was searching for the why behind my own actions, which became the starting point for writing my book. We are Buddhists, but if we don't aspire for Nirvana, how should we navigate our lives without going astray? Thanks to the 10th Galama Sutta left by the Buddha, which states, Do not believe even if I myself said it, according to the Dharma transmission of Phra Dharma Kosakarya or Buddha Dasa Bhikkhu. How do we build our knowledge if we don't aim for Nirvana? The aforementioned knowledge quote is from my own creation. This message was conceived from the decision to write a book for myself in this and future lives nearly 20 years ago. Given my current perspective that in this lifetime, I have no desire to teach anyone anymore. All I can do is write. I write books and leave them for my future self to read in the next life. But this act also serves as a form of merit for others. Don't let your subconscious mind dismiss this vital information before your mind and soul reject the existence of this truth. Chapter 6. Life Costs, Losses or Gains In the previous episodes from Chapter 1 to Chapter 5, some people have kindly summarized as follows. I'm beginning to understand the journey of life a little more. I understand that we can determine our own destiny. The understanding that I get from Uncle Mai teaching. If it's not right, leave Uncle to advise. Before we embark on a journey to determine our own destiny, we must first know ourselves by taking two pills. The first pill is to not lie to yourself. The second pill is to not deny your sing the rusuk. Practice thinking more slowly. It leads to a more detailed understanding and me sti. Ruk. Kid. Rusuk and rusuk. Kid. Ruk. The knowledge of others is just our data. Once we know ourselves, we must know our goals, size and direction. Find the shortest way to go in the right direction. On the journey, we must have sratha, attitude, knowledge and the ability to travel. The details that you have given me are very helpful. I will try to collect and understand them in the future. This is a summary of the cartoon reader. Thank you for being here and you're welcome. To my grandchildren, the readers who have read the first five chapters, please try to find your own conclusions. Do not simply remember the conclusions of others. Knowledge from others is just our data. Once we have read it and understood it, we can summarize it and put it into practice. If you have any questions or don't understand something, please read it again. Then, ask questions about what you don't understand. Considering questions can help make observation or identifying key points easier. Don't ask what you don't know or understand. Ask what you want to know and understand. For those who are not yet aware of their Kyles, asking what they don't know will activate the Kyles that makes them think they know everything. If they don't catch the Kyles in time, or if the Kyles orders them to deny everything they don't know in the book, such as falling asleep after reading for a while, they will not be able to understand the book. Asking what they don't know but want to know will also activate another Kyles, even if they don't know how it works. In this case, they still need to train themselves to review themselves so that they can recognize the Kyles in time, as explained in the beginning about Kyles in Chapter 3. 
Following the recommended approach of formulating questions in addition to the content that we have already read will help us to find and ask questions so that we can understand better. Now let's move on to the next topic after we have understood that the successful journey of life requires three essential components. Srattha, attitude and knowledge and abilities. These are the elements we need to learn in order to navigate towards a life that holds value for ourselves. In this lifetime of our birth, uncle sees a good life that is meaningful is a life that is born with profit. A good life that is meaningful is a life that has profit. As for the meaning of profit, it may be the same or different for each person. We will not discuss it for now. We just need to consider whether a life that was born with a loss or a life that was born with a profit is better. Some people may argue that there is no such thing as profit or loss, because when we are born, we have nothing, and when we die, we still have nothing. That's right. Uncle agrees that we have nothing when we are born and when we die. However, if we look deeper into it, we are born unable to remember as children, but as we grow up, we start to accumulate suffering, ignorance and foolishness. When it comes time to die, we carry these things with us adding more burdens along the way. Uncle sees this as a loss. Some lives gradually let go of suffering, ignorance and gain wisdom. As they approach death, they have fewer and fewer burdens, releasing the attachments that bound them. Life should be a profit and it seems there will be no loss. It's likely a profit. Uncle was going to tell you about the dimensions that I see as loss and profit, but I accidentally told you in advance. Let's go back to the original topic. If life is born with loss and profit, which one will we choose? If we consider it carefully, why does the uncle say that life has only two ways, profit and loss, no equality? Because in fact the cost of our life is the life we lose every day. When we say that we were born at a break-even, it is not really true. If we consider the fact that the cost of life is the life that is lost, being born with nothing and dying with nothing does not mean we remain the same throughout life. Instead, we have already lost one life. In modern life, we heavily rely on tools to convey the truth, to the point where we might be overwhelmed with information and lose the ability to perceive things as they truly are without these tools. We look at the clock and it tells us the time. When the clock tells us that it is 9 p.m., we know that it is late, but we do not feel that another day has passed, another day has died. Like the ancient people who were aware of life and knew that another day had passed when they saw the sun set. Lord Buddha, being wise, does not possess tools or units of measurement that are as precise as seconds, milliseconds or nanoseconds. However, there is a simple way that teaches us when our time has passed, one breath at a time. If we can maintain the benefits in every breath, the highest benefit in this life that we were born into can certainly arise. Sometimes people's lives are very different. Maybe just the beginning of the degree of travel is a little different. For example, consider two children. One who has been determined to read books for 30 minutes every day since grade one, and the other who does not see any benefit in reading books for even a minute. We look like we feel that there is little difference because it's only 30 minutes. But if we start to consider the cost of time, take time as the capital of life. The first child allocates 30 minutes for reading every day while the other child doesn't allocate any time for reading at all. This made the destinies of the two people very different. One is about to be accepted into the university of their choice, while the other does not know what they will do after graduating from high school. Uncle used the example of our studies, which some of you may not like. 
Uncle was just trying to explain to us the benefits of not being careless, of not letting our time go to waste. Because the day that is gone one day is our lost life. If we give the life that is lost each day to our goals, our destiny, we begin to play a greater role in shaping it every day. Many of my grandchildren, the person who used to study books with me, like to have me read their horoscopes. I ask them what they mostly spend their time on. If we spend our time on certain things, our lives are likely to go in that direction. For example, a child says they want to be a musician, but when the child spends most of their time playing games online, the time left for their goals diminishes. I can tell them that if they continue to do this, they may not be able to achieve their goals. There are some mathematical things that I noticed when I was a child. Mathematics is a powerful tool that can be used for many purposes. One of the benefits of mathematics that I have used since I was a child is that it gives me truths to use in my life every day. In my daily life I try to find facts using mathematics and find the hidden equal signs in the stories and phenomena in my daily life since I was a child, which leads to decision making. Have you ever thought that most of our lives have mathematical facts that happen in our lives? This is another question that I want to ask and want to leave for us to think about. When I was a child I encountered the following mathematical facts in my life that I would like to bring to your attention. In an era flooded with vast volumes of information, it's more crucial than ever to possess the ability to discern truth from fiction. As streams of data surge around us like tumultuous waves in an endless sea, a lone individual amidst a deluge of scattered information is attempting to find their way. The ability to navigate these waters becomes paramount. Without the vital skill to separate genuine information from falsehoods, our life's trajectory can be severely affected. As beautifully articulated in the truth quote from the book, read before the meaning of your life is lesser on page 204. In an era overloaded with information and a plethora of news, if we cannot revive such a skill, how are we to distinguish what is true from what is false? Reviving the human skill of creating knowledge is paramount for people to maintain the essence of life. This allows us to independently discover what is true or false. It is imperative not to be dismissive. Don't let your subconscious mind cast aside this crucial knowledge before your very essence rejects the reality of our current predicament. Don't let your subconscious mind dismiss this vital information before your mind and soul reject the existence of this situation. Let us not forsake the opportunity to seek solutions to this pressing issue. Read before the meaning of your life is lesser.